Hi, Paul Scanlon here. Thanks for taking the time to click on my podcast. I want to spend time focusing on my primary passions of leadership, personal development, communication, growing big people, and I hope that these podcasts really help and add value to your life and to your journey. Thanks for tuning in. Second in the hierarchy is the emotions. The emotions, your feelings are subservient to and are secondary to and are answerable to and should be submitted to your mind. And then thirdly in the hierarchy is the will. So what you think is what you go on to feel and what you think and feel infuses the decisions you make. So that when you make a decision, it's not just a decision detached from your thinking or your emotions. Good decisions are decisions that are thought through. They have the right energy connected to them because your emotions get behind that decision. And so your decisions are not just random, disconnected, cold, clinical things you do. Good decisions are ones that you have thought about. And you give yourself emotionally to them to support that decision. And the outcome is a good decision you made and all of you is present in it. But when the emotions are in charge, as I mentioned, it is random, it is drama, it is exhausting because you don't feel in charge of your own life. Some of you wake up every morning and, and are at the mercy of whatever chooses you that day and because you feel it you think you chose it because nobody can deny how much you feel it you feel it so much that is affecting you chemically it is affecting you hormonally it is affecting your mood it affects what comes out of your mouth because you feel it no one no one can deny and I'm not up here saying to you deny your feelings we've done too much of that in the church And we're scared of feelings and we should not be. God gave you every human emotion you will ever go through, including all the nasty, ugly ones, are part of our humanity. Let's not demonize them. Let's not pretend they're not there. Let's not concrete over them. They're all part of being a human being. If the definition of perfection is something that does exactly what it's supposed to do, then your fears and your doubts and your prejudice and your racism and your envy and your jealousy and your anger are proof you're a perfectly functioning human. But instead we feel that's some kind of fail on our part and we're a shame and a disgrace to the kingdom of God if you are in here today and you're mad as hell and you've been mad for months and you're angry and you're upset or you're fearful, or you're battling depression, or whatever it may be. And somehow we've got to say to the people in the church around the world, it's okay. It, it only proves that you are human. It doesn't prove you're a failed Christian. Let's stop all that stuff. So one of the perfect people make it through. It proves that you're human. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is that when God comes into your life, the gift of the Holy Spirit isn't that he now says, just let me take care of all that for you. The Holy Spirit is not an automatic fixing of the soul. The Holy Spirit is the empowerment to fix your soul. It is, it is a gift you didn't have in the toolbox before. You can, you can work on your soul without the Holy Spirit. As I said, millions and millions of people are doing that every day. Not because they're Christians, but because they are spiritual. There's a difference. 
and they're finding enough in their spiritual awareness to know that this isn't working, this isn't right, and they're researching and studying to know it's called the soul, and my soul's out of whack, and so they're rearranging their internal hierarchy, and you can too. Some of the biggest things I've learned about the soul are feelings, emotions that you're feeling, as I just mentioned, are data. They are not directives. And you have to separate those two things out because some of you, everything you feel, you are obeying. So you see emotions as instructions. You see emotions as commands. So if you feel it, you're saying it, or you're adapting your mood to it, or you're rearranging your world around it, or you're medicating it, or you're relating from it and through it because you feel it, you always see it as a directive. So if I feel it, I can't help it, people say. I can't help it. I just feel this so strongly. I feel this so much. I can't help it. I, when people are battling all kinds of stuff in life and I've pastored for decades to know and play back all these things that I have said and people have said to me, because you feel it so strong. And if you feel it so strong for a sustained period, it's very hard to not think that that perhaps does not belong to you. So everything you feel today, if you could reframe it, and reframing is a superpower. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't concrete over it. Just sit with it. Whatever ugly emotion that you have, just, just sit with it. Be, just be with it. You, you, you're proving you're a human. Don't deny it. Don't think I need to get more spiritual. Don't think I need to get to know my Bible more. I need to worship more. Just Sit with it. And here's what I need to do. Say to yourself, what is this? Where did this come from? Who does this belong to? It's just data. Feelings are feedback. They're information. They're options. It's just letting you know stuff is going on. But it is for you to separate out that from what becomes directive in your life. So if it's data and information... It means you don't have to respond on it. You get to choose whether or not you allow what you feel to become involved in your humanity and in your life. The, the, the problem for us is that the feeling comes so fast that it has no apparent thought involved. Because it happens so fast that when I say to you, honestly, thinking's involved... Because you didn't choose it, it chose you. You don't think there's a thinking problem. You think there's an emotional management problem. So people try to manage emotions not knowing, listen to me carefully, your emotions have no life, no transportation, no movement, no mobility of their own. Your emotions have nowhere to go Unless your mind becomes their Uber driver. If you could figure that out today, then it would have been worth you showing up. If you could go this week and think, okay, hang on a minute. I, I myself, I'm chauffeuring around what I keep trying to get rid of. 
I myself am driving around these negative emotions whilst asking God to deliver me. I myself am driving around this anger and this unforgiveness and this rage and this bitterness and this fear and this negativity. I myself keep going over every day to emotions house. I park up outside and I say, get in negativity. Get in bitterness, get in anger, get in frustration, whatever it is that's not working and you don't like. You are, you are driving over to emotion's house. It cannot leave home without a lift from your thinking. And in the hierarchy of the soul, if you'll understand that your emotions cannot go anywhere unless you give them a lift then what you can do starting today is you can start not driving around what you don't want anymore and stop blaming the devil for it. You don't need the devil when you are your worst feelings Uber. Some of you are getting Uber Eats and feeding your emotions. It's gone to the next level for you. Some of you have got, some of you have got group bookings. Some of you are Ubering other people's emotions. Some of you are doing, some of you have now, you know, the, I, 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 don't get me an Uber, I've had bad Uber experiences, but uh, Uber have like a larger size vehicle for more passengers. Some of you have upgraded from just driving your emotions around. Some of you are like carrying other people's now. They're all jumping on board. So now you are weighed down by their drama. Because you know, don't you, the, drama, the amount of drama in some of your lives is absolutely disproportionate to you. No human being should be capable of so much drama. So the chances are that you have your drama, but now you have your friend's drama, you have your spouse's drama, you have your kid's drama. Now you are Ubering around to their house. And if you are coming to pick up my drama... I don't need to live with it because you're carrying it for me. So this week, some of you need to say, I will not be Ubering around any more of that junk because the hierarchy of my soul is messed up. I have put the engine room in charge and I have been driven every day to where I don't want to go and I keep coming for laying on of hands and counseling. We cannot help you. You have to self-medicate. You have to auto-correct your course because you are interpreting everything you feel as something you should obey. Wouldn't it be wonderful if today you left here and just, just take a baby step and just when you feel it, just pause. Just, just for a millisecond, just think, whoa. Okay, whoa, stop. Just maybe count to five. Maybe some of you need 10, but just count to five. Just pause and just think, okay, whoa, hang on. Don't speak. Don't text. Don't make a call. Just count to five. And just think, okay, that was data. That was incoming information. It's an option. It's not a command. It doesn't belong to me. I am going to choose to not do that today. What is what some of you are doing? You've pressed send already. And it's gone. Now, what you could have stopped 
has now gone viral in your circle. Now we're all involved in your drama. Now we're all involved in your anger. Now we're all involved in your gossip or your negativity or your unforgiveness. Now it's got out of control. Now what happens is, if, if I am your drama friend, because I like drama too, if I'm your drama friend, then what happens is drama loves company. What's the point to do drama alone? What's the fun in that? Because if, you, if you're a more advanced PhD level drama person, and I'm kind of a beginner, then your gift to me is that my drama can be upgraded to become more outstanding than it ever could be possibly if I didn't have you in my life. So some of you are outstanding drama bringers and that's the common denominator and that's all it is between you and some of the friends you have. The best thing some of you can do this week is you need to remove yourself from the family and friends WhatsApp channel. I dare you. What? What? We see you're not, what? You, you removed yourself, what? Even that will tell you, you should have never been on it. Because you say to yourself, well, you know what? It doesn't matter, I just never contribute. Yeah, but it's on your phone every day, notification, family and friends, friends, WhatsApp channel. It's all incoming, you're reading it. And as the moment you read it, ooh, that emotion comes up. And now you're away and, you, and now you're Ubering the world dramas around. Now you're Ubering the family WhatsApp drama channel around because, because, we know, because we know that's why you're on the channel. We rely on you to add another cynical remark to the ones already on there. We rely on you to find a quirky way to say it that makes us all laugh. But as we're laughing, we're dying inside because it's not funny. It's at someone's expense. So this stuff isn't rocket science and there's no goosebumps in here. Don't be thinking, well, I know this is God if I feel the anointing. You're not going to feel anything. And if you do feel something, it's data. But if you would leave today and be really practical about this and think, okay, this week, oh, this week, right, okay. If you know every, every Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock, when I have a coffee with such and such a person, I feel myself, before I get there, I feel it building up in me. Before I get, I, 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 and then sure enough, hey, how about this week, you don't go. Oh my God, I couldn't do that. Hey, I love these people. They, you know, they've been there for me over the years. Mm, okay. But it's not really working for you. And so this week, for all this to work, for you to rearrange the internal hierarchy, you're going to have to put your mind back in charge, come off autopilot, come off default, put your mind back in charge, and decide today I am carrying no rogue emotions. Today I am not going over to that house. You are going to stay home and you're going to be locked in because I'm sick and tired of picking you up. And some of you have got friends enough that you can trust. Some of you got friends that can say, um, you know what the guy was saying today? You do know, don't you, he was talking to you. <laughs> There's a good time to do that. Without arrogance or point scoring, some of you have a blind spot. So you don't think I'm talking to you. And your friends are th- thinking, 
Oh my God, is she here? What is she? I hope she's here today. Is, is he here? He's over there. It looks like he's not listening. Hello, hello. Listen, this is for you. He's causing in our head. Because, because a, blind spot, a blind spot is this. A blind spot is people know things about you that you don't know about you. This is a blind spot. It's impossible for you to see it. So some of you need a friend that says, you know what? You, you are the drama bringer. Who? Moi? What? Who, me? What? Yeah, you. The way you even denied you do drama was drama. Come on, let's stand together. Time's gone. Hey, just to let you know about a new resource I have. It's a video series called Servant Leadership. You can find out more about that at paulscanlon.com. Let me say thank you again for your time and attention. The two most precious commodities I know we as humans have. I appreciate you using some of that towards this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Keep in touch. Let us know how these podcasts are adding value to your life. Thank you.